you know, when I first started selling the paper, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was just street sense, pick up a copy of your local street sense. I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. So it became more than just selling the paper. It became, you know, I really felt like people were investing in me. And if I share with you my story, would you share your dollar with me? This is Sounds from the Street, where we get to meet the men and women who define street sense. DC's nonprofit media center dedicated to creating economic opportunities for people experiencing homelessness. I'm your host, Adam Campy. And today's guest is singer, songwriter, and filmmaker, Cynthia Mewborn. Cynthia lived for a year in a tent on the street, and not by choice. Much like a soldier's experience in war, her time in that tent haunts her. Even though she now has a place to live, Cynthia fights on the daily to beat back the demons of her past. She openly identifies as a recovering homeless woman with PTSD, shining a light on an issue that many on the street face, yet never have a chance to share. Cynthia bravely explores her homelessness in a short film she directed and stars in, in part two of the series, Cinema from the Street, which will screen at E Street on August 26th. That experience of living on the street was probably the worst experience I've ever had in my life. Um, I've been through some rough, 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 very rough, rough experiences, but that took that took the cake. I mean, it was just so overwhelming, and in my movie, I don't even touch the surface of what I went through, you know, um, because it would be unbelievable that one human being could go through that much and still have a positive attitude and, you know, just the list goes on and on. So it's, it was it was heavy. It still is heavy. I mean, it you know, I have, you know, flashbacks. I think about, you know, what I went through. But I try not to let it hold me down because at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. You know, my life on this planet, 30, 40 years left. So I want to try to make the best of it. So the title of my film is called, Who Should I Be Grateful To? And it sounds negative because it really, I'm, I'm just addressing that aspect of who should I be grateful to for, for, for making me homeless, you know? <laughs> who should I be grateful to for all the stuff that I went through while I was on the street, you know? But I, I, and then I say, at, you know, at the end, I shouldn't be grateful to those people who try to abuse me, but I am grateful to those people who have tried to help me. And, and do you explore one of those or any of those? I do explore one of them. I mean, yeah, I talk about one of the, the experiences that I went through out on the street, and we actually go through it. We go, we, we, show, we show the whole thing. So, you know, and then I talk about the fact... As like a, re, like a reenactment? Yeah, re- real reenactment. And that took a lot for me. I really, you know, I, I, I went home that night, and it was rough. You know, I had to have a drink after that, you know, because it was rough, you know, reminding myself of all the stuff that I went through. Like I said before, I, I have to move forward. Because I let people know that no matter what I've been through, I'm not a victim. I'm not. I'm not a victim. You tried to victimize me, but I'm not, I'm not a victim. Because I wasn't. Because I let them know that, I, that you're not going to victimize me out here on the street. I let, I let predators know. I let the rapists know. I let everybody know that, no, I'm not here because I'm homeless and I'm a woman out on the street that, you know, you feel like I'm free bait to you. You know, it's not that kind of party. Because I'm, I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for my life right now. I tell people, you know, don't when you come to this movie, get excited that the fact that, you know, one of the ladies says, you know, thank God you're still alive, you know. Um, get excited about life, but to get excited about this movie, because, like, again, there is, there is liberation, only in the sense that it, um, you'll see on, in the end 
what I do with all the stuff. Because I, I held on to that stuff for a year. I mean, I would have held on to it longer because, you know, when you've been traumatized, it's hard to just, you know, just say, okay, I'm just going to just, you know, let this stuff go. It, it, it's a, like I'm recovering, so I'm recovering from all of this. I pushed my cart even when I wasn't homeless anymore for almost three months. You know, it's hard. You know, I'm, I'm still carrying my little backpack because it's hard to break free from those behaviors that you had to develop and had to learn how to survive while you were out on the street. You know what I'm saying? You mentioned recovering. Mm-hmm. You're recovering homeless. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Like what that means? Well, recovery, for, I think, and, and that's, that's, I think it's different for a lot of people. Um, some people have to recover from substance abuse from drugs. Thank God I didn't have those issues. I, you know, I did drink, but I don't, I'm not an alcoholic. One of the things with homelessness is that you don't get any sleep out on the street. You know, you would rest, you'd close your eyes, your body's going to nod off. And so I think that's across the board. I think that's something that all homeless people can agree upon. We, we recover by getting rest, number one. Um, the other thing is because a lot of our energy has been depleted. So we have to regain our strength. You know, I, I'm recovering also from being angry. My adrenaline was so high, I had to, you know, take medication to, to bring it down because I was always on the defense. Well, do you know the two behaviors? There's flight or fight mechanisms. Well, I was in the fighting mode. Hmm. So now I'm, I'm learning how to recover with that anger by taking that anger and, and doing positive things with that, you know, anger, you know, exercising, um, because I, I have to let that anger out. I still have it. I've always said in a, in a dream world, shelters would have gyms. Absolutely. It is very, very important because I'm telling you, you can, even with a mental illness, a person with a mental illness is not going to be able to make a sound decision. For me, thank God that I did not develop a mental illness. I mean, I developed mental behaviors, but I did not develop what you would call... Like a diagnosis. Well, no, I had diagnosis. I mean, I have, I actually ended up with post-traumatic stress disorder and some other stuff while I was homeless because you're so traumatized. What I'm saying is that I didn't break down. I didn't have a nervous breakdown. The thing what I like about Street Sense is that, number one, I can come here, I can be myself. I can have bugs flying out my hair and, and Street Sense is like, Come on in. Hey, give you a big old hug and everything. I'm not kidding you. It's crazy. I really feel like Street Sense is an AA for homeless people. It's really been a great, great service to me. I would highly recommend this this service for everybody who's homeless. When um, I first started selling the paper, I just went to a spot. I didn't know at the time what it was going to be like. No one told me, you know, hey, did you go to this spot? So people started getting the paper, and then... Uh, but it became more than just a paper. It became more because I started having conversations with, with, with people. We got to know each other. So it was kind of like, you know, they would um, bring me coffee sometimes or, you know, they say, hey, you want something from the store? I'll pick you up something. I had one lady, white lady, I'll never forget it, had a Mercedes Benz. And it was a bad Mercedes Benz. It was one in 2000 and like, you know, the, the new one, it was nice. And she said, hey, I saw you walking. And she says, I wanted to give you a ride. I beeped the horn, but you didn't hear me, and you kept walking. She says, I said, really? She says, yeah. she says, but next time I see you walking, you let me know, and I will give you a ride in my car. I was like, huh? 
I was like, this lady doesn't know me from Adam. You know, she doesn't know anything about me. I mean, and plus, I'm homeless. You're going to give me a ride in your Mercedes Benz? That's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, people out there, I had, a, I had a guy that worked at the Senate. He was so nice to me. I told him that, I said, you know, I was, um, it was because it was real cold last winter. Real, real cold. It was almost abnormally cold. He said, um, you know what, you let me know the next time you're out on the street because you can come to my house and sleep. I'm like, huh? I'm not homeless. This man is a senator, and he's going to tell me I can come to his house and sleep? I mean, the relationships of the people that I build out on the street are incredible. They're almost like family. I'm, it's weird. These people are, I have people that have invited me over to their homes. I'm talking about push my cart to their house. They have crabs to sit out, hang out, drink some beers, have some crabs with their family. I mean, I had a little boy, this little boy, I just love this little boy. We had this conversation, he said, I'm going to the beach. He says, I'm going to the beach with my, my parents. And um, he says, is there anything you want? And I says, yeah, sure, I want a seashell. And so they went to the beach, and do you know this little boy that's only about four years, I'm not kidding you, four-year-old little boy, he remembered what I said, that I wanted a seashell. So his mom and his dad, they were walking down the beach, and he decided to walk on by himself. And he walked on down the beach. He looked for almost an hour, the mother said, for a special seashell for me. Isn't that incredible? Oh, my God. And brought that seat. Oh, man, that's, that's, that, it just blew me away. I had to hug the baby, and, I mean, I almost got real choked up. Even before I became homeless and living on the street, you know, the people were like, so how did you, be, you know, what, what is your situation? And, you know, how did you become homeless? And I would tell them, I said, well, no, I'm not homeless just yet. I'm facing homelessness. And I said, um, you know, I'm getting ready to lose my home. You know, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to live out on the street, you know, because I can't get into a shelter. And, I, and so people were like, okay, well, sorry to hear that. And that's how it, that's how it started. And also I started writing articles. You know, that was the one thing that I really enjoyed. I had started writing articles, and basically what I wrote articles about primarily is about the environment, and that my argument is that if we don't take care of the planet, we're going to all be homeless. And I think this is an interesting distinction, facing homelessness versus being homeless, mm-hmm. like people who are on the edge or the brink of mm-hmm. that, that change. I mean, I think that's the stuff that's really going to reach audiences. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm interested in this issue as opposed to every other social problem Mm -hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. is that that could be me absolutely you know and i'm so aware that every time i step around somebody sleeping on a Mm -hmm. grate covered in one of those industrial blankets Mm -hmm. when it's you know 22 degrees outside Mm -hmm. so if you're willing to talk about a little bit of your your personal story and what led to me becoming homeless yeah well basically you know like i said before everybody has their own situation their own story I don't go into a lot of detail why I became homeless. And for the most part, most people wouldn't believe it anyway because truth is stranger than fiction. Because I really don't think that that's really the, the real issue. I just feel that, you know, sometimes things happen in life and you just have to just accept it. You know, um, when I became homeless, um, I made some conscious choice. I knew I was going to become homeless. I knew it. It wasn't just, you know, me selling the paper because... You know, once you, you, once your resources start running out, you know, you're not able to find work. You are going to become homeless. Unless you can, you know, find a friend or find a family member to live with, you are going to become homeless. And around what year or what time frame are we talking about? That happened, uh, what, what year was that? That'd probably be like, I don't know what year. It was like maybe two years ago. I was embarrassed because um, I, you know, I had lost my home and all my stuff got thrown out on the street. 
you know, and um, it really hurt me. But um, I just said, I'm just going to go ahead and go through this process, and I'm just going to go ahead and, because I had never, I never been thrown in the street before. I never was not able to find any work. I was, um, it was just hard for me, you know, it was really hard. So there's no handbooks for being homeless. You know, here you go, here's a manual for you. This is how you live out on the street. And I had to learn everything on my own. When you're out on the street and you're so overly stressed out, you, your, your mind is going to, it, it can still deteriorate. I was losing my abilities and being homeless. You don't have to go into details, but I'm just curious if there's a way to talk about um, like what it feels like. It's a hard question to answer, I imagine, but. It's, you know, I can't even describe what it's like because there's really no words. I mean, I could only say that it was probably close to death. There's no words to describe it. I mean, it's it really is horrific. It's it's a horrific experience, you know what I'm saying? And it was just overwhelming. It was, you just felt completely alone. Skipping forward a few months from our first conversation, I sat down again to catch up with Cynthia. Now, in addition to completing her first film, she's working on writing a feature-length script, and she just composed a song for an animated short to be featured in the Street Sense Illustration Workshop. The song is a reply of sorts to my earlier question, what does it feel like to be homeless? So the title of the song is called You Don't Know What It's Like Living on the Streets. You don't know what it's like living on the streets every day and night. No place to sleep, nowhere to go, no food to eat, so they tell us to hold on. And they tell us to be strong every day, every night. Just blends, just blends, just blends into another day. Cynthia. Damn, that, that's going to be the opening of the podcast, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, or the end. I think right. one or the other. I think it would right. be a perfect opening or closing. Well, thanks so much. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. When I, when I did this song and I brought it to the animation class, because we, we, like, we have like a deadline. So we have like, we're working on this animation now for Street Sense. We have three months. He gives us all like a position and what should do, like I'm working on the music. And then someone else will be working on the drawings for the, for the figure, et cetera, et cetera. So basically I had like a week really to get this music together. And so I worked on it, you know, because I just learned, I just learned, got told you I got to download this app and got this app and learn how to put the music together. And so I said, well, let me go ahead and try to put some more. I said, I got to do this song. So when I brought the song into the class, I mean, it, everybody loved it. They started singing. They would, people were, homeless people were dancing. They were like, yeah, this is our song. They're like, yeah, this man, this song is catchy. Like, man, this song rocks, you know. And they were just dancing and singing, and when they classing, they were going out, you don't know what it's like. I mean, it was crazy, you know? And I just, man, I felt so good, you know? Because everybody was like, this, yeah, this is what it's, this song is about us. It's like a, an, an anthem. I mean, there is a catchiness to it that, yeah. another way to 
create some common ground or, you know, music, art. Absolutely. It's always what brings people together of different backgrounds. And so, I mean, I feel like I'm healing. I feel like I'm, I'm moving forward in a positive way. I will have an opportunity to enjoy some life. I think I will. That was artist Cynthia Mewborn. Her documentary, Who Should I Be Grateful To?, will screen on August 26th at East Street Cinema alongside the film Raise to Rise, directed and produced by Sasha Williams and Angie Whitehurst, respectively. Author Marita Golden will moderate a Q&A afterwards. These films were executive produced by Brian Bellow and created by DC's first Homeless Filmmakers Co-op, part of the Street Sense Media Center. Go to streetsense.org backslash film to get your tickets for the must-see August 26th screening. The Sounds from the Street theme song, I Need a Dollar, How to Make It in America, performed by Aloe Black from the album Good Things, used courtesy of Stone's Throw Records. The song was composed by Aloe Black with Leon Michaels, Nick Moshan, and Jeff Dynamite, used by permission of Songs of Cobalt Music Publishing, EMI Blackwood Music, Incorporated, slash Sony ATV. Beginnings and Afterwards, composed and performed by Jeffrey Roden from his album Seeds of Happiness, used courtesy of Jeffrey Roden and New Albion Records, and used by permission of Big Tree Music. You Don't Know What It's Like Living on the Streets, composed and performed by Cynthia Mewborn. And excerpts of the following, used courtesy of Creative Commons, and found on WFMU's fantastic free music archive. Opening up, Loves Me, Quiet March, Vintage News, and Whistle in Action, composed and performed by Adam Seltzer from his album Production Music. Sleep and At the Sea, composed and performed by Johnny Ripper from his album Songs for a Film That Doesn't Exist. You know, I want to be able to give back to other homeless people. I really feel like, you know, if I can help a homeless person, if I can do anything for a homeless person, I'm willing to do it because I know how horrific it was. You know, and every now, I make it my business to talk to homeless people. I make it my business. I make it my business to say, how you doing? You know, you okay? You need anything? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? I make it my business, seriously. Um, Because I know how it feels, you know, when nobody doesn't talk to you, you know, because when you're homeless, people don't talk to you. You know, when you're homeless, people don't really, they're not nice to you when you're homeless. You know, you're really not a, they, they really treat you like you're not a person. They want, I don't know who it is or I don't know how this whole thing is designed, but you end up feeling like you're not a person. And I think that's a great tragedy.